then you shall know that I am the Lord. God tests Ezekiel's faith, then he tests his obedience. Many of us would not have the faith or the obedience to believe we could prophesy the dry bones. Welcome to Westerly Amazon Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. There are times in our life when things are just hopeless, or they feel dead, or they feel dry. What do we do in those situations? Well, today, Reverend Alicia Courtney shares a word with us on how to speak life into our dead situations. Let's go into the word. And thank our pastor for the opportunity to share with you this morning. Um, if you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Ezekiel 37. I want to thank Gabby for reading it this morning. I know it wasn't the easiest scripture, so thank you, Gabby. She read it so well, and she lifted up verses 1 through 10. I'm not going to read all of that again. I actually wanted more of it to be read, but I was like, it's so long. This scripture is so much in it. Um, but I just want to lift up verse 5, and that's Ezekiel 37. I'm going to read verse 5 from the New King James Version, and it says, Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Amen. So I'd just like to share with you this morning from the topic, You Shall Live. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this moment that you predestined in each of our lives, God. I pray, Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. For, Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. You shall live. Bone or osseous tissue is a hard, dense, connective tissue that forms most of the adult skeleton, the support structure of the body. In the areas of the skeleton where bones move, for example, the rib cage and the joints, cartilage, a semi-rigid form of connective tissue, provides flexibility and smooth surfaces for movement. The skeletal system is the body system composed of bones and cartilage and performs the following critical functions for the human body. It supports the body, it facilitates movement, it protects internal organs, it produces blood cells, and it stores and releases minerals and fat. Just as the steel beams of a building provide a scaffold to support its weight, the bones and cartilage of your skeletal system compose the scaffold that supports the rest of your body. Without the skeletal system, you would be a limp mass of organs, muscle, and skin. There was a story I read about a preacher who divided his church members into five types of bones. He said there were the wish bones. These are the people always wishing for better things, but never willing to work and pray for them. Then he said there's the jaw bones. You know, these are the gossiping kind that keep the church in turmoil and disarray. Then you have the funny bones. These are like the bone in your elbow that throws you into a tizzy when it gets hurt. These are the touchy, wear their feelings on their sleeves type people, and they're always talking about leaving the church. Then he said you have the dry bones. These are your orthodox members who are dead as fossils. And lastly, he said you have the backbones. These people are the spiritual support of the church that keep the body standing. 
So for just a moment this morning, I ask you to examine yourself and consider what type of bone you are. In the text, the Lord gives Ezekiel a vision of dry bones. And just to give you some background on Ezekiel, it's believed that he was around 25 years old at the time of their captivity. So this young man is in exile with his people and God has given him a unique ministry for that day. Ezekiel's ministry was geared toward those that wanted to hear from God since many at that time were in a state of apostasy. Mm. Earlier in Ezekiel 3, God said, he that will hear, let him hear. And he that will refuse to hear, let him refuse, for they are a rebellious house. Mm. In this text, God is speaking to the nation of Israel through the prophet Ezekiel. They are in captivity at this time. And they can't see an end to their present situation. Babylon had attacked them and their people were dying. They were feeling that there was no hope of resurrection. It seemed as though the Israelites were about to be wiped out. They began to say our hope is gone. They began to think they had been cut off. They couldn't see a way out of the situation they were in. From a human standpoint, it was going to be impossible to get out of trouble this time. Does anybody else know what it feels like to ever lose hope? Some of us, I know me personally, I have been in a situation where I felt like my hope was gone, where I couldn't see a way out. Sometimes we can't see how God is going to get us out of the dilemma that we're in. Some of us have watched our loved ones die physically and spiritually. We've lost hope in a marriage or a relationship. It seems like everything around us is falling apart. Some of us have watched our churches die. We feel like we've left, lost our child to Satan. And it appears that there's no hope in sight for that child. But we, like the Israelites, can't see and enter our, our present situation. But then God sends someone, like he sent the prophet Ezekiel, to remind the Israelites and us that we shall live. So here we have Ezekiel, a young man in exile, prophesying to people that don't want to listen. And he had to watch his wife die. And the sad thing is he couldn't even mourn for her openly. So physically, I would suggest that Ezekiel was already in a pretty low place. Mm -hmm. Then God gives him a vision. Mm -hmm. And in this vision, Ezekiel is placed in a valley of dry bones. Mm -hmm. You need to know that a valley is defined as a low point or condition. Mm -hmm. So Ezekiel has been placed in this valley, in this low point, this low condition, and he is surrounded by dry bones. Mm -hmm. The Bible says it was full of bones so that there were many of them. So here we have a priest, a prophet, this man of God, whom in the Bible days was not even supposed to touch a human corpse. And he's now surrounded by dry bones. The fact that they were dry indicates they had been there for some time. The bones were dry, disconnected, scattered. They had been exposed to bad weather, wind, and there was no promise of life. But then God does something rather strange. He asks Ezekiel a question. He says, Ezekiel, can these bones live? When God asked him if the bones could live, it was a test of his faith. When Ezekiel said, Lord, you know, 
He was declaring that by faith, God can do anything. He was saying, Lord, I may not have the answer to this question, but I trust you. And I know that you know. Sometimes we can find ourselves just like those bones, dry, disconnected, scattered, exposed to things that have damaged us. And it appears there's no promise of life. But when we are in the valley, we are in the low place. We are in a situation, a relationship, a circumstance a church, a ministry, a job, or a position that is dying, we have to declare by faith that we serve a God that can do anything. We may not have the answer to how he's going to do it, but we all we need to do is trust him and say like Ezekiel, Lord, you know. Then after he tests Ezekiel's faith, God commands Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones. He said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. God tests Ezekiel's faith. Then he tests his obedience. Many of us would not have the faith or the obedience to believe we could prophesy to dry bones. I can only speak for myself. But if someone or something, even God said, speak to dry bones, I would feel like I was crazy. But Ezekiel was obedient to the commandment God gave him. Despite what it looked like, Ezekiel prophesied to the bones and he begins to hear a rattling. The King James Version version says a shaking and the bones came together bone to bone. And as I read this, I thought about how there are 206 bones in the adult human body and how despite the numerous bones, they somehow managed to come together perfectly upon command. Not one was missing. Not one missed its way, not one missed its place, but each bone knew where to go as Ezekiel prophesied. And when we were kids, there was something we used to say, written by James Weldon Johnson, that said, The toe bone connected to the foot bone, the foot bone connected to the heel bone, the heel bone connected to the ankle bone, the ankle bone connected to the shin bone, the shin bone connected to the knee. Knee bone, the knee bone connected to the thigh bone, the thigh bone connected to the hip bone, the hip bone connected to the back bone, the back bone connected to the shoulder bone, the shoulder bone connected to the neck bone, the neck bone connected to the head bone. Then we said, Now hear the word of the Lord. Then not only did the bones come together, but the sinews. That's the tissue that connects the bone to bone or muscle to bone. The flesh and the skin began to cover the bones. But there was one problem. There was no breath in them. You have to know that air is necessary for life. See, the bones were nothing without breath. If you look closely, you will see that the word breath or breathe is used in this text eight times. Mm. You also need to know that breath is synonymous with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. In Hebrew, the word breath is translated ruah. 
In verse one, it refers to the spirit of the Lord, which transports and inspires Ezekiel. In verses five, six, eight, nine, and 10, Ruah is rendered in the NIV as breath. That is the life-giving breath from the Lord. In verse 11, the plural of Ruah occurs, designating the four winds of heaven. And finally, in verse 12, Ruah refers to God's spirit as the life-giving spirit. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, and that's too much and it's confusing, just read over in Acts chapter 2 where it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And it says that suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be like tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So God told Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So Ezekiel, still walking in obedience, prophesied to the winds, and something miraculous happened. The dry bones lived and stood up an exceedingly great army. This was a message of prophecy to a hopeless nation, a nation declared dead. If Ezekiel remained faithful to his call and proclaimed the word of God, the ultimate consequence would be a life transforming experience that will result in a national resurrection. That goes back to what we were talking about this morning. How when we are obedient and we follow God's way, it doesn't only benefit us, but it It benefits everyone around us. This resulted in a national resurrection. The preached word has the power to transform those who are dead in trespasses and sins. If we remain faithful to the call of God and prophesy to the dry bones in our situation, the consequence will be a life transforming experience that will result in a resurrection, not only in us, but in those all around us. We will see the power of God transform transform dead situations. We have to realize that God is not bound by human limitations. You can speak to your situation, your circumstance, even if it appears to be dead, because God can resurrect anything, no matter the condition. We don't serve the God of the dead, but the God of the living. You have to prophesy to your situation. And as you begin to prophesy to your situation, the Lord will resurrect those dry bones. And as you speak to those that dying situation, those dry bones will start to come together. And the great thing is that you don't have to work to piece the bones together yourself. Things will just begin to line up. That situation will begin to turn around. But then you need the Holy Spirit. You need the life-giving spirit to come in and breathe life into that situation. So tell your children, you shall live. Tell your relationship relationships you shall live tell your career you shall live tell your finances you shall live whatever your situation is tell it you shall live tell that body of yours that wants to be sick you shall live 
tell your mind that wants to go crazy sometimes, you shall live. Tell your church that may seem like it's not growing, you shall live. I declare and decree that whatever it is you are facing that is dead or dying, you shall live. We command this day every wishbone, every jawbone, every funny bone, and every dry bone to live. We ask you, Lord, to send the four winds to come and breathe on us. Breathe on Wesley Amy Zion Church. Breathe on our families, Lord. Holy Spirit, breathe on our situations. Whatever it is you're facing, you don't have to take it back out. It'll line up. All you have to do is put your faith in God and say, Lord, you know. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.